Welcome back to the Swim Swam Breakdown 2022 U.S. World Championship Trials Edition. This is the day four finals instant reactions. I'm Coleman Hodges, joined by Ben Dornan. Ben, get it started for me. First event, men's 100, not first event of the night, but first event we're talking about. Men's 100 back, Hunter Armstrong gets the job done again. 52-2, Hunter backstroke. He's He's been on a roll. Uh, what do you make of this for Hunter Armstrong? Yeah, just a continuation of what we were saying last night. He said after kind of, I, I don't know if it was before or after NCAAs, but he wanted to prove himself this summer and, and show that last year wasn't a fluke, show that it wasn't just a one Olympics and done. Um, and I think that we're seeing that in the wake of people like uh, Matt Grievers and David Plummer and a lot of the people, kind of the most recent leg of the U.S. elite backstroke um, tradition, having retired, we're seeing that Hunter Armstrong is emerging emerging as kind of the, the second to um, Ryan Murphy right now. Um, you know, making the Olympics was step one, and he did that. Um, and then we were kind of unsure this year at NCAAs because he was a little bit off off where he's been. But you know, making a world record and beating Ryan Murphy in the in the hundred backstroke um, is definitely establishing himself. I think he looks good this summer in terms of of a medal threat um, with Kolesnikov and, and Rylov, who are two of the the medalists from the backstrokes last year, not being there. Because um, really, aside from aside from the medalists last year, the, the backstroke field worldwide is not one of the deepest um, in, in any of the events. So, so yeah, the, the momentum for, for men's backstroke is actually looking, I think, a lot better for the Americans this year than it did last year. Well, and we've still got so many guys behind them, right? We had Justin Ress and Shane Casas just nipping at their heels. I think we all thought Shane Casas was going to go a little faster than he did overall at this meet, but he's still on the team in the two back. Um, so it's like our backstroke core is looking good for world champs. And it's also looking deep, just moving forward into, you know, the, the next few years, uh, looking at the women's hundred backstroke Reagan Smith, us open record 57, seven fastest. She has been since breaking her world record when she did 57, five, um, talking to her in the media room tonight, she was asked about her 200 back where she went two Oh five, six. And she was actually really happy with that swim, even though she got third and didn't make the world champs team in it, saying that that was her third fastest swim ever, aside from going 2033, which is the world record at the 2019 world champ semifinals and 2036 to in, in the world 2019 world champ finals to win the event. Um, so she was really happy with that. And she was saying how she's that swim has kind of haunted her and kind of followed her and she's now kind of looked to remake herself as a swimmer and just kind of blank slate start fresh. And, uh, it seems like she's really been able to do that again, going her third fastest time in the 200 going a huge personal best in the 50 back. And then tonight going, uh, her second fastest time ever in the hundred back. Yeah. I think on the topic of Reagan, I feel like I might've sold her a little short when I was talking about her the other night. Um, because even though three years ago she did that 203, she wasn't swimming that fast in, in April or in May of that year. Like she, she progressed to that in the summer. So even though she, she didn't make the team here, I think that 
she definitely had the potential to get back down into the 204, 203 range if she had made the team. And she only missed it by by less than half a second, I'm pretty sure, behind Ryan White. Um, so yeah, it's not like it's not like she has to be done with the 200 backstroke. Um, a 205 at this point in the season is still still really strong for her. And I think that this 100 showed that that she she still has the ability to be at the top of the up uh, the top of her game and at the top of the game. Yeah. So looking, she's looking really good heading into this. Claire Curzan, what was she tonight? 58-3? Is that right? 58-5? Um, Let me see. Sorry, I'm pulling it up now. Claire Curzan, 58-39. Uh, yeah. Huge personal best. She got second to make the team. She now has four individual events and still has the 50 free left. Uh, I was hoping Claire Curzan was going to pop off in a big way. And she did, right? I yeah. mean, she hasn't gone. I think that was her, it might have been her first, the second personal best of the weekend after the 50 fly. But I mean, she's got four individual events now, which is just crazy. Like you add on relays to that and she, you know, it's maybe seven metal meat for her. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of, I think Claire Curzan is definitely a testament to the versatility that we're seeing on the women's team right now. You know, Alex Walsh getting in that 200 free final and being a competitive 400 IMer, and then seeing her swim the 100 breast tonight. Uh, Kate Douglas being a elite sprint freestyler, butterflyer and IMer and breaststroker. Um, and and Curzan is, is, is there too. You know, she's definitely a sprinter, but she can do all three of those strokes. Who knows how good she is in breaststroke? I'm sure she could. She could just think about what well, good there, but... Yeah, Krizan, so now she has four individual events already, could make the 50 free. Who knows what relay she'll swim. She'll be on the, the medley relay prelims maybe in backstroke or, or butterfly. Who knows? I um, think we have an article coming out about this, right? About the medley relay, yeah. Yeah, all the different potentials. Um, I think someone, the person writing that read said that her making the backstroke made the article just even more interesting because we weren't sure if she was going to get in the top two. but but of course she did. And yeah, it just shows. So let's, how it's, sorry, go ahead. Well, sorry. Let's discuss that a little bit. Let's break it down for just a few minutes um, yeah. for our listeners out there. So Curzan qualified second in the hundred free hundred back and hundred fly. <laughs> so, you know, in a, in a prelims of the four, women's 400 medley relay, usually you have those swimmers swimming in the prelims obviously she can only do one of those three strokes. Right. Um, so, I mean, but let's, let's think about who they can pull off the top of my head. Ryan White's on the team in the 200 back. She can, so is Catherine, Catherine Burkoff's on the team in the 50 back. Yeah. So either of those could be very easily be pulled in. They both went 58 tonight. So it's not like we're losing much to pull them in on a prelims medley relay. Um, for freestyle, I mean, you obviously have four other women, the, the top six who may were qualified in that 400 free relay. Um, who is your pick for, for that one? For the medley relay? I don't know. I could see them using Natalie Hines. Maybe she didn't make the event individually, but uh, she was one of the, one of the strongest parts of the relay last summer. So if they could just throw her on the medley relay there and then, have her swim in the final of the four by hundred freestyle and maybe the prelims of the four by hundred freestyle. Um, I think adding another hundred is, is probably good uh, for her. 
um, for anyone to just get like another race in, um, even though it's prelims. Um, um, so yeah, maybe Natalie Hines, Erica Brown also is a, is an interesting one that you could put on the medley relay. Um, maybe even in the butterfly. I don't know. She's, she's definitely stronger in the freestyle, but, but if you threw her in the butterfly, um, for prelims, that could work out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it seems that we certainly have options, but it seems like the path is fairly clear, especially with Natalie and Erica, the, uh, with the, uh, um, as freestyle options because they're so consistent and they're pretty reliable. It's like they're, that's going to be a really good prelims relay, right? It's like Ryan White or Catherine Burkoff, Annie Laser, uh, Claire Curzan, Heinz or Brown. It's like that's that's going to get you into finals, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then, and this is all assuming that um, you know they they stay the same place as they did at trials, but then finals relay, you have Reagan. Lily, Tori, and uh, oh, oh, so who, who won goes, the hundred free? Right. So who goes freestyle on uh, that's? I guess that's the other conundrum, right? It was Tori. Tori won the hundred free, and Claire was second in the hundred right. free. Is that right? Yes, that is right. I guess it makes it kind of nice that it's the two of them that were one, two in the free and the fly. So like, you have a strong option either way. I guess it'll be whoever's whoever's looking stronger the fly and whoever's looking stronger in the free um yeah Lee, how they make that decision in budapest i wonder when the last time somewhat the same person the same woman won the hunter fly and the hunter free right or at a meet like this uh i wonder if that's ever happened yeah i can't <clears throat> think of many people who've been that so because dominant and uh, in, in the free and the fly yeah, I don't know. yeah now it's kind of like do you do you put claire in for fly and tori in for free or do you you know see how the freestyle anchors anchor does in the morning and then put them on it yeah that's <laughs> i guess it also depends on where the medley relay is in relation to the individual events will they get to see their individual free and fly before yeah, the medley relays are always at the end. Okay. And I think if I think the women's medley relay is the very last event of the meet. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think the only potential doubles would be 50 free for the, for, for at least for Claire and, um, Tori, if, if they end up making it in the 50 free, um, yeah, I, I think if, if it's the same as 2019 schedule, but that's going to be really interesting. Um, so lots of medley relay options. I'm really excited to see how the, how the coaches on team USA do for that. Um, we talked about backstroke. Let's go to breaststroke. Uh, Lily and Annie qualified one, two in the hundred breast. That was a, that was a big yay moment for, for that narrative and for the IU crew, certainly, uh, defending Olympic gold medalist, Lydia Jacoby got fourth, even though she was only 0.09 away from Annie Laser, who got second, um, what do you what, what do you see uh, for Lydia moving forward? I don't know. I was actually expecting her to win or to, to come second at least in this event. Um, she was obviously such a not even considered option last year. Like in in the preview, I think we mentioned her as someone who had done good at a pro swim heading into trials in twenty twenty one. Um, 
So I think that even though we were looking at her results since Tokyo, she did some short course meets in the fall um, and some long course meets this winter and has, wasn't, you know, anywhere near where she was in the, in the summer when she won gold, but I definitely was expecting her to, to, to fight for a spot in the top two. And she did, she was not, not too far off, but um, it's definitely disappointing to go from Olympic gold to not making the team this year. Um, I think that an interesting part about her racing is that um, I, I Braden tweeted this, um, that her pullout and her start didn't seem and don't generally seem like the strongest part of her race. Um, and she's someone who trains in a short course yards pool year round. I don't think she has access to long course unless she's um, somewhere else in the U S um, so I think that that's something that when she heads to Texas next year, if she works on that and gets her start and her pullouts and her, her like beginning of each 50 a bit stronger, I don't see any reason that she can't get back down to where she was last year. Um, I don't think that it takes one year of not making the team to, to count out an Olympic gold medalist moving forward. Uh, she's still young, hasn't even started at the NCAA. So um, disappointing for her, I'm sure, but um I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what happens next uh, when she heads to the NCAA. I had the pleasure of sitting next to her parents during that race tonight. And uh, her parents are, are really wonderful. Um, I got to spend a little bit of time with them when I went up to Seward, Alaska to, to shoot with Lydia for a few days. But um, the one of my favorite parts about this whole that whole race was that some parents take note was that, you know, they, their daughter was the Olympic champion. She got fourth tonight and they were like, oh, darn, you know, they weren't like devastated. They weren't in tears. They're just like, well, okay. Yeah. That's, that's a bummer. Um, and it's, it's, it was really cool to see. I I'm really excited about this to be honest, because Lydia is an 18 year old kid and she's got, she's been at the pinnacle, the highest point of the sport. And now you know, she's kind of at a low point. And I think it's important to experience both of those things um, and, and kind of get to know yourself in the way of like, okay, how do I, how do I move forward through this? Um, yeah. And, and one cool thing is that like, she knows that she has more coming, like she's already committed to swimming in Marinostrum this summer. So it's like, she gets to go to Europe and go to these cool, this cool meet series. Um, we have nationals in Irvine. So it's like, especially this summer, if you don't make the world's team, you've got these options. You've got other meets you can go to, you can have a full long course season. And it's not kind of this, um, like the Olympic trials, right? When you go to trials and you get third or fourth in your event, you're like, well, that's my whole summer. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's it. That's the only shot I get. So I'm really excited to see how she progresses throughout the rest of this summer. And excited to get her to see her compete more and not just have this be the end of her season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's um, exciting. I didn't know that she was going to Mare Nostrum. It'll be fun to watch. That's I think in May, right? Late May. Yeah, it's in late May. I think, I believe her and Michael Andrew are the only two Americans going, or at least the only ones that have committed. Okay. Um, and, and they both committed before they are even on the world's team, which I think is 
pretty neat too. Um, they just, they were just like, yeah, I want to go do this. And I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> and Lydia, um, is interesting cause she is younger, but she, I, she recently went to Europe for, I think an arena photo shoot and she seemed to be hanging out with Florian and Sarah Schostrom, Schostrom and Bruno Fratis and Noe Ponti. So like she, she'll, she'll have fun at, at Mare Nostrum, I'm sure. And, and she seems like someone who just enjoys what they do, no matter what meet they're swimming at. Yeah. As I was saying before, I think, you know, she was at the pin, she was at the highest point you can get in our sport. And I think the year coming down off of that, she, you experience a lot of new things, right? Like going to Europe for a photo shoot with your sponsor arena you exactly, know, and, and meeting all of these other Olympic caliber athletes and, and getting to spend time with them. And it's just, she's, she's gone through a lot this year. Um, and so again, I'm, I'm excited to see how she reacts to this. It was cool. Lily King in the interview room um, said, you know, I've been, I, I know what the year after an Olympic winning an Olympic gold medal is like, and it's really hard. You know, it's, it's hard to come down off of that. And uh, I would like to talk to Lydia and just kind of check in at, at some later point because I know I've been there before. Um, yeah. So it's nice to see her kind of reacting and, um, and giving that sentiment moving on from breaststroke. Uh, Nick Fink won the hundred that happened. <laughs> uh, it's honestly really cool to see him doing so well in a year where he was also getting his master's at Georgia tech in electrical engineering, one of the best engineering schools in the country. Um, you know, swimming wasn't on the forefront for him. And even so he got a national title in the hundred national title in the 200 second, the 50 breasts. And now he'll probably get to swim that at worlds as well. Uh, so pretty, pretty cool to see him have that kind of success. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when everyone came out of COVID and everyone was just throwing down best times. It's like, he probably wasn't training as hard as he has in the past. And then he's coming out of this. And I think that hundred breasts was the best time if I'm not mistaken. Yes, um, it was. So yeah, I'm excited to see how he does this summer. Um, and Michael Andrew as well. Great. I mean, not a best time in the hundred, but on the team again and, what is that his fourth event probably uh third so let's see hunter fly oh yeah because he'll probably get he gets the 50 fly 100 breast 50 breasts so yeah he's got he's got four going for that fifth one in the 50 free tomorrow yeah man that is so many swims <laughs> uh at this meet and at worlds so we'll yeah see how that goes um leah smith got her third swim uh she was qualified in the 800 qualified in the four by two and now she got the corner free again. Really great to see her bounce back from her off year and not making the Olympic team to moving to Texas, training with Carol Capitani, Mitch Dalton on the women's team, and, and then seeing her qualify in the four and the eight again. Yeah, I think even that is a good kind of comparison to look at Lydia Jacoby. You know, she this is like year two for Lydia and, and for Leah, who's been competing since probably 2014 or 2015, she's now like almost 10 years later. And she had that, that setback from Tokyo, not making Tokyo that Olivia, that Lydia just experienced. And, and so it just shows that like, if you keep training and you keep staying on it, which Leah Smith certainly has done making the move to, to Arizona state, um, you can always make your way back. So yeah, it's great to see that Leah's back on the team. And I think, I think she'll be great this summer. Yeah, just a little, uh, again, a little insight for our listeners, but uh, this interview is coming out with her in a couple days. 
but in her, when in one of her post-race interviews, you know, she was like, basically since high school, I had never had a bad taper meet. It had always pretty much gone according to plan. And so at, at Olympic trials this past summer, I, I, my worst fear was realized, you know, and now I have, I didn't make the team. I didn't do well. And now I have, I know what it's like to fall flat on my face. And so I don't really have to be as afraid of it anymore. You know, I, I, I have been there. I don't have to, it's not the unknown anymore. So I kind of know what to expect and can move forward saying, you know what, this is the worst it can be. And, and I know that because I've been there. Um, so some really great insight from her. And last but not least, men's 400 free Trey Freeman almost fanked Kieran Smith. And it was so great. Uh, he split 2704 on the last 50 of his 400 free. 346.9 to Kieran Smith's 346.6. Kieran closed in 27.8. No one else was under 28 seconds on their last 50 in the field. Uh, Kieran and Trey, both in the interview room, were like, pretty much how training goes, you know, Kieran will go out fast and Trey will bring it home fast. And that's just kind of how things are on a day-to-day basis in the floor mid free group. Um, what, what, what was your reaction to that last 50 and to Trey getting on the team and passing Ross Dan? I was actually, I had the live stream on, on my computer and I I was kind of just like not watching towards the end of the race. I was just cleaning my apartment. And then I heard what was happening and I heard Rowdy screaming and I ran over and, and it was really exciting to watch. I, I thought that he was going to win. I thought he was going to catch him. Um, and yeah, but he made it onto the team who was that was third place. Ross Dant, who was yeah. like second place. And then we're taking, yeah. So too bad for him, but I think that this 400 was overall, or at least at the top end faster than what we saw last summer. Um, so it's, it's good to see that, that, two guys were under the Fina. I think three guys were under the Fina a here. Um, and I think it just goes to show how strong that, that Florida group is, you know, they already had five Olympians, I think last summer in Natalie, Katie, Caleb, Kieran and Bobby. And now they have a sixth person on the team. Um, so yeah, it was cool to see. I'd like to see a, a last 50 battle between Fink and Freeman in an event. I don't know what event that would be, but. See who can hold off the longest and then pounce at the end. That actually happened before where uh, they did it at a dual meet. I forget which dual it is, but Bobby was telling me about this um, when I was at Florida and uh, yeah, they, they, uh, it might be in a GMM and Bobby's last GMM, but basically they did this in a thousand. They, they both were like, okay, whoever can split the fastest last 50 on this thousand. Like that's, 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 that's the winner. Um, and the, and Trey got him and like Trey just out, out split him by this much and also beat him by this much. Uh, and so it's, we've, we've seen it happen. And that's so funny. When Trey was it? Freeman is the new Bobby Fink. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is, I'm sorry. Any, Oh, we do have one last thought. And the last thought is that everyone made the team. Yeah. <laughs> right? We have had enough repeats and enough doubles uh, that everyone, one through six on the, in the men's and women's 100 and 200 free, is getting on the team. So that means Mallory Comerford, 
I don't remember who else. <laughs> I don't remember who was like fifth and sixth in the 200. Oh, uh, who was it? Kobe Carroza. I don't know. Up. Kobe in the Carosa. 200. All right. Let's see here. Mallory Comerford, Kate Douglas, which she already made it, but she was fifth in the 100 free. Uh, Drew Kibler and Hunter Armstrong tied for fourth. Justin Ress. Yeah. That made the team. He's sixth in the 100 free. That's ding dong. What? Jack, what you didn't else? know that, dude? You didn't Come know it earlier either. <laughs> uh, what else? Alex Walsh in the 200 free. Bella Sims, who got fifth in the 200 free. Uh, Trey <coughs> Freeman already made it. Kobe and Kobe Carosa, yeah. So they're all on the team. That's very exciting. Justin Rask, good for him. And this is from uh, Robert Gibbs, who's been paying very close attention to the the entries and the, and the roster. He's projecting based on the criteria and and how it works that since Rask made it in the hundred free, that he'll be able to swim the fifty back um, individually at the meet. Really? So even though he didn't make the hundred, didn't make the two hundred, mm-hmm. he was second in the fifty. Third fastest all time, um, got under 24 seconds. Um, and it's looking like he there's a way for him to get onto the team. I think that it might come down to discretion in terms of selecting for events um, for USA Swimming. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, he, there's a shot that he'll, he'll be able to race. But that uncertain. Is very intriguing. Because yeah. uh, I, I would think that the priority would just go to the number two qualifier in the 100, which in this case, my opinion... It should not. It should go to Justin Ress. If he is on the team and got second in the 50 at nationals, I'm, I'm thinking goes to him. Right. And it's, it's, it comes down to the fact that Ryan Murphy didn't win because if Ryan Murphy was first in the 100, then I think that 50 spot would go to him. But since Murphy got second and yep. Armstrong won the 50 and the 100, yep. I think that opens the door for Ress. So That would be really cool for him. Yeah uh wow okay lot to process there hope you followed all that listeners <laughs> and viewers uh if you didn't just go read more swim swam uh let's see tomorrow night a little insight into my life we will not be doing this i'm going to a wedding i'm leaving the meet early so sunday well or someday after that we are coming at you with a full world champ trials recap um three and- hour pod three hour pod and then uh and then after that many 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 world champ previews to come after that so thanks for tuning in uh for the 2022 u.s world championship trials swim swim breakdown